And welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. Tonight we'll be talking a little bit about Doctor Who, favorite show ever, best show ever. 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 I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me is my co-host, my oldest son, but my middle child, Jaden. Jaden, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, talk to the people. Talk to the people. Talk to the people. Yes. Hello, people. Hope all y'all out there are doing just as swell as I'm doing. Swell. You you like that word? Swell. Well. Mel. Melon. Watermelon. You know, mommy, Mm. uh, mommy... It's called Mel by some people. Yeah, and yeah, my wife's name is Melissa. If y'all don't know, and uh, they call her Mel sometimes. Mel- watermelon actually sounds good. Watermelon, some salt on there. We're not eating watermelon with so- with salt. You you got. Your I love, love it with. Salt. I know you got your love for salt for mommy. No. Yeah, because mommy likes salt, and sister puts Who salt on everything. Doesn't. She puts salt on salt. She does put salt she on just, salt. She just I don't know. We do have a special guest host with us today, and it's my. Eight well, I was going to say son. my youngest son, but no, no, it's my middle son, yes. also my middle child, Caleb. Yes. Caleb's eight. His birthday's coming up in May. He'll be nine. Just, Caleb, how are you? Tell everybody hi. Good. Good. And uh, so uh, the reason both Jaden and Caleb are my middle kids is that as a reminder, <laughs> Jaden's over here just dancing. He's like really hyper tonight. Like he's had several espressos. I had Olive Garden. You had Olive Garden. I love me dinner. some water. Some I was gonna say watermelon. Some watermelon. I love me some Olive Garden. <laughs> um, Mike is our youngest uh, child. I've got. We have again. We have four kids. Um, Micah is four, turning five this year. Caleb is eight, almost nine. Jaden is fourteen, and then our oldest child, but a daughter, is Alicia, and she's nineteen. 19. Yes, and in uh, a lot of ways, um, Alicia has some um, some mental disabilities, and because of that, Jaden is a big brother to all three kids, and uh, he's over here flexing. Even though you can't see him, he's he's flexing. He likes to flex. So anyway, I'm excited because I get to have Jaden and Caleb with me on the show. And so this is episode six for Dad's Gaming Corner. I actually can't believe we're already into six episodes. I was changing the number over from last week, and I was like, oh, last week was five. But this is six episodes. Rolling them out, man. I know. This is like a month and a half into the show having fun. And so uh, today's topic is, uh, we're going to get to it here later on in the show, but today's topic is simply this. Do we need a virtual console? And we're going to talk about that, you know, primarily from the focus of Nintendo, because the Switch is about to have its three-year anniversary. It's three-year birthday, if you want to look at it that way. Happy Um, birthday to you. To you. And uh, it's, okay. And And we still don't have a virtual console, but do we actually need a virtual console? And we're going to talk about that from the perspective of all the consoles, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. But before we jump into that, as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook at uh, Dad's Gaming Corner, and then drop us a line, your own questions, comments, and we'd love to hear your own mom or dad stories, and you can do that at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com, and please do subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever that might be. That might be. Leave us a good review. Leave us a good review. We'd appreciate that it. That always so, helps. It does help. Um, so let's just jump straight in. Uh, last week we went a little bit long. and A tonight- little bit. We, <laughs> hit, we almost hit two hours. Uh, it was hour 45. Yeah. Yeah, so tonight we're going to really trim this down. So let's talk about what we've been up to this 
week. All right. And so I want to talk about Horizon Chase Turbo. I've put a lot of time in on this game, Caleb. I know you've put some good time in on this game. I believe you beat the uh, the rookie series, right? Okay, uh, make sure you're talking to the mic, mic buddy, because people can't see you. Uh, but you've beat the beaten the rookie series, and Jaden, you've. We, I refuse to play the game. <laughs> we have forced you to play I this game. I played so it like once for about ten minutes. We're going to come back and talk about this game here in a second. So okay. before that, let's talk about what we've been playing. And so, Jaden, want you kick us off. Alrighty then, I will go ahead and do that. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, but I think it was a couple weeks ago we talked about we talked talked. We talked about Untitled Goose Game. Yes. Now, see. Hold on. Can we? Okay. Let's. Can we save that one? Okay. Never mind. Like I said, tell you what. Because I want to do an actual full review of this game. Um, but tonight's not the night. So go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, it. Okay. But Caleb still needs time to. You even played Untitled Goose Game, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So I want. I really want you to play Untitled Goose Game. So, um, yeah. Go ahead and talk a little bit about okay, it. Okay. I'll, I'll. I'll just talk a little bit. So I tried this game out. You know. For like 20 minutes at first. I didn't really get past the first level at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I almost did, but I got mad because I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was just bored. And I was like, okay, what else? So I, I stopped. And then I think it was like yesterday or the day before I picked it back up. And I was like, all right, let's try this again. And I think I beat the first level. And then I also ended up being the second level. So now I'm on the third level, right? And I was messing around a little bit, but then I was bored again. So the difference between you and me when you say you beat the second level and you beat the first level is that you did the I requirements did, needed yes. to get to the next. I didn't level. do all the extra stuff. Yeah, you didn't do the extra stuff, and like um, you couldn't get the hat figured out. And no, so. I wasn't trying to do all that. So what else have you been? So what are you thinking about it so far? I don't really like it, to be honest. I mean, What about the game is it that's not appealing to you? I mean, it's a good game. I appreciate it for what it is. I just, it's just not for me. Like, it's a good is game. Is it too slow-paced? It's slow. It's just, it's complicated. I don't want to be playing a game, you know, because I like to sit down and play a game to enjoy myself. So I don't want to be nagging my brain <laughs> for an hour straight trying to beat this level. I don't want to be nagging my brain. I don't know. I'd just rather stick to Mario Kart or something, you know what I'm saying? See, I absolutely loved Untitled Goose Game. Uh, and I've already gone back to, 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 to do the additional to-do list items. And so this game is a solid game for me. And we're going to, again, review it on a later episode. But I'm absolutely loving it. I really want you to try it, Caleb, because I don't know if it'd be interesting. And I'm just going to say this and throw this out there. If Caleb plays the game and he's able to figure it out, and he's figuring out puzzles that you can't figure out in Untitled Goose Game. I'm just going to say, what does that say about you? I don't like the game. You know what that means? I refuse. It means that Caleb and myself are more of a goose than you are. And you take pride in that? I take pride All in right. that I'm a good goose. That's... That I can honk and flap my wings. All right. What That's else cool. You, what else are you playing? Um, <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yes. Uh, you know, I had, th- I've had this game for, uh, however long now it's been like a while, like a year. Mm-hmm. I got it last, last Christmas, right? Right. Yeah. So it's been like a year, I guess. Yeah. It's been just over a year. And, um, yeah. So I've been There's playing so it off many and characters on since I got game. it and I just, and it's been a while since I played it and I picked it back up like yesterday or a couple days ago or whatever. Right. 
And um, I forgot how much fun this game is. Like, I really like it. It's so good. But, you know, I stopped. But then I got back into it, and I was like, wow, this is really, really, really fun. It really is. And, you know, I'm trying to grind to get all the characters unlocked because there's, like, 50 billion of them. There are. Well, actually, I think I think now with the latest DLC, there's 50.1 billion. Of course there is. I'm not surprised. Yes. But, yeah, I've been playing that over the past few days. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What else? I'm having fun with that. Oh, um, let's see. Wait a minute. Why? Oh, it, oh, I just, oh, this, oh, we deserve, oh. we need something special, but we don't have it right now. Uh, here, let me give you some love. You deserve that. And the reason you deserve some love right now is that every week, it seems like, Jaden, what are you playing this week? You're like, I ain't playing much, much of anything. I'll just be honest. I'm not playing. Uh, and now who you are playing, I mean, you're, this is like your yeah. third well, game hey, you're about to Last week, I, had, I was playing games, right? I think last week I had, I had something. Caleb, normally Jaden comes on the show. I'm like, Jay, what are you playing? He's like, I'm not playing anything. I'm like, it's dad's gaming, gaming, gaming. corner. You need to play games. Gaming, so gaming, anyway, gaming. all right. So what else have you been playing? Um, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, I got this game, game when I got my Switch, which has been what? How long have I had my Switch? Uh, you got the Switch when the Splatoon 2 bundle came out. Right. Which was wasn't that uh, the summer that the switch came out? I like the switch came sure. out in March, and I think it was later that year. Like uh, your birthday's in September, so I think it was later that year, like in July or August, that the Splatoon Two bundle came out. It was the same year the switch came out, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it wasn't a year later; it's the same year. So anyway, you got yours in September of that year, so it came out in March. Six six months later, you get your switch. Yeah, so I've had. And I, I, I got Breath of the Wild, like, as soon as I had a Switch. So, what? Courtesy of your father. Of my father, that is right. He took the liberty in getting it for me. Saying you must play this game. Yes. Um. So I've had it for however long that it's been. And I got really far in the game, you know. Got all the Divine Beasts. Did all these side quests. And, oh. Mic check. Hitting the mic and stuff. Anyways. Um, yeah, I got all these, I did lots of stuff, messed around a little bit, you know, I, I, uh, for a while I just grinded on getting like all the armor I could get and stuff because right. that was fun to me. So I would like look up where to find it all because I, I didn't know where it was. So I just looked it up and I would just do that all the time, but I never beat the game. Like I never got to Ganon and beat Ganon. I, right. I was just right, like, that was the next step for me, but I never did it. Well, and you kept saying that you wanted to wait for me, that you needed my help or need whatever else. Help. But you didn't need my help. Too hard. It ended up taking you, what, 45 minutes to be yeah. Ganon? I just, I ju- yeah, I guys, I just beat him. When did I beat him? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I just beat Ganon yesterday. There's uh, three phases to Ganon. I mean, no spoilers. Well, the game's been out for three years now, but... But I, mean, it, uh, still, I don't want to spoil the people ending. like me. Um, there's what three phases to Ganon? I think so. The first phase, and then there's a change that he does in the second phase, and then there's the the final phase, the the bigger yeah. one. So, yeah, yeah it yeah. took you about 45 minutes. I think took me that, a was, that was a long fight for you. It was fun though. Wasn't I enjoyed it every minute so, of it. Such a good game. It was lots of fun. So I finally, finally did that. Glad to finally check that off the bucket list. Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting. After I did all of that, you know, right, all the divine beast, gosh darn it. Anyways, all the divine beast. Uh, I just realized I was gonna pull up um, Zelda on my Switch right you now don't have it. to see um, how much of the game I've actually completed, but I forgot Caleb has it in his Switch. 
So I'm I'm just gonna but go you're off like of memory. At 21%? I think it was like twenty one percent. Yeah. Right, which is the crazy part about that is that you've done, uh, you've completed just at like half the shrines, you've beaten the main part of the game, and you're at 21%. In contrast, I've completed all of the shrines, um, every main quest, most of the side quests, most, I think I like, like when I say most, I think there's like three side quests I haven't completed. All the memories, most of the DLC, both packs, and I'm only sitting at what, 38%? Yeah. And the, the only thing I can figure out is, like, there's, I don't remember how many there is. There was, like, 600 Korok seeds or, some, or 800, Korok something seeds. ridiculous. Um, I'm only sitting at, like, two-something, 200-something yeah. Korok seeds. But then there's the other, you know, the you can do, the, I can't remember what it's called, but the camera, basically, where you take, take your slate to, like, a giant iPad, and you take yeah. a picture of everything in Hyrule. Um, and then you have like a and there's an so album, many, yes. And there's like missing pictures. My album is that you have far. From my, yeah, my album is far from. So complete. all that contributes. So I'm sure that's a big reason why I'm at 38. percent And like items that you haven't discovered yet. There's no way I'm 100 in this game. Like the, it's, it's just crazy. there's no way. There's no way. So um, anything else you've been playing? You want to throw out there? Um, no, I think that's about it. You know, I'm just messing around with those three. Last All right, few days. Caleb, what have you been playing? I know you've been playing. Um, Caleb just recently got back into Zelda. Yeah, you just got back into Zelda. Tell us, talk to us about Zelda. What you're doing in Zelda right now? Where you're at? I'm. I think you just got to the Zora Temple. I think I or Zora's domain. Oh Not temple, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Zora's where domain. you get the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Where are you? Let's see. What are you enjoying about Zelda? Like. On the shrines, the quests, the open world. Just talk to us a little bit about Zelda. What do you like about Zelda? I like the um, like the fighting, the goblins and stuff. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's it. Which enemy is your hardest enemy? Like the uh, you don't you haven't seen a Lionel yet, but Lionels are the worst oh, for my me. Goodness. Starting the game, Guardians were the hardest, and even like the, in those first couple of shrines that you do, and there's a. The simple little guard, the little the baby, small, ones. yeah, the baby little guardians. Baby guardian. I mean, those used to be hard, but now it's like I'll take down any guardian. I don't yeah. care how big it is. You can fly in the air, I'll jump up there to you, and I'll just slaughter you. I'll kick your butt. You're dead mm-hmm. to me. You're nothing but a bunch of springs and screws. Yeah. I mean, I've got you. Those lionels, though, those are tough. Man, those lionels are tough. What's what's been the toughest you come up against? Uh, guardians. Guardians. Have you seen some like actual legit, full grown guardians, or just did you kill your baby ones? Oh, you've seen them with the grown-ups. That's one of the cool things about Breath of the Wild is that you can, from the beginning of the game, pretty much skip what it wants you to do and go straight yeah, to Hyrule straight Castle. To the hard part. And just see, yeah, go straight to Ganon, go straight to the hard part. Um, yeah, you can see the hardest guardians right off the bat, all that kind of stuff. So, um, Have you killed a guardian? Ooh. Like two. Nice. The, the, the grown-ups? The big boys? Or like the medium ones? I've killed you killed two of the big ones. Okay, okay, closer. Um, okay, so and you're, you're now you're in Zora's domain and everything else. You've got the uh, I don't remember what it's called right now. I'm not, this is terrible. I can't remember the different powers you get. What are they called? The runes? Are they the rune powers? Like the ice oh, and everything oh, else? Oh, the ice and the what bombs are those called exactly? And the magnet and the stasis. Oh, that. What are those um, powers runes. called? They're called runes. Are they called runes? I think. I don't know. Runic power. Runic. Runic. Ruren- runic. runic powers of Breath of the Wild. You know, well. we're probably, it's not even called that, and there are people rolling their eyes <laughs> at us right now. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. A, you know, Breath of the Wild is one of those games that, it, here's what I don't understand. So here's the cool part. 
more copies of Breath of the Wild have been sold than there have been Switches. Now, that makes sense because Breath of the Wild did a simultaneous launch when it first came out for both, both the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch. So it makes sense, but when you look at the install... Wait, 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 wait. Breath of the Wild is on the Wii U? Yes, it's on the Wii U. It Doesn't was, the Wii U look bad? I mean, it's it's 1080p. Technically, Which isn't great, right? Well, Not the same as the Switch, yeah, isn't it? I was going to say, technically it's the same as the Switch. I forgot the Switch is like... Yeah, Switch needs a, graph, uh, a graphics yeah. bump. But, um, but what I'm saying is you take the install base of the Wii U and the install base of the Switch, and there's still so many more copies of, of Zelda. I don't remember the actual numbers, but it's like... I I don't want to I don't put a number behind it because I want to say it wrong. But there's mo- it's like people bought multiple copies of Zelda, and that's me. Like I bought the physical, and then I had it for about three months, and then I decided I was going digital and everything. So then I trade or traded it in at GameStop, and then I bought the digital copy. I wish I would have kept it because then it would have been your copy. I remember when we got Zelda. Mm-hmm. Because that's the night. It's the, the first Switch game we got. Yeah. Came out. Well, we were like the second person in line. So, oh, that okay, one person okay. let us cut, didn't they? Okay. So let's let's do this real fast, and we'll just make it real short. So, uh, the Switch was the. It's probably the only gaming console that I've stood in line for, like at launch. Um, I'm trying to think back. I know it's the only, like home console i'm not sure about handheld but it's definitely the only no i think it's the only console period that i've ever stood in line for so jade and i i convinced him to go to best buy with me so we're we're at best buy standing in line and before oh for the switch before we get in line we get there like six hours early because i am i'm convinced we're not getting a switch i am convinced that's gonna be sold out we get in the car we get there and no one's in line literally there's like hardly anyone in the parking lot (laughs) Of best, we go to Best Buy, <laughs> and we're like the only ones there for hours. And we didn't have a switch to play on in the car so while we're just waiting. Sitting on there, our iPhones. Like, so here's why I was frustrated: playing chess on our iPhone. Like three hours after we get to Best Buy, someone pulls up and gets a line. And I'm like, dang it! And I told Jane, I was like, if someone gets a line ahead of us because we because you refuse to get out of this car, I'm gonna be upset. You tried to make me sit out there. Oh, and so there wasn't anyone in the parking. So yeah, anyway, anyway, one. so we finally get out. We finally get out of the car. We rush up and again line, and by that point, I think we're third in line. But somebody saw that we'd been waiting there, so they went ahead and let us get second in line. What a good citizen! And they were they were awesome. They were awesome. I mean, technically we were first, but anyway. <laughs> um, so we, we got in line and Best Buy comes out an hour before they open. They give vouchers to everyone because there was a, you know, a lot of people in line and they didn't want everybody to have to wait. So yeah, they gave vouchers to like everybody. A big line. Yeah. And they took down a list. Yeah. It was a huge line at that point. So they took down a list of, you know, what switch do you want? What, what games do you want? What accessories do you want? I remember that. To get it all ready. Um, and because we knew what we wanted, we were actually the first to buy a switch. Yeah, we were. I as far that. as that Best Buy goes, because we went straight in there, knew what we were getting, and we got it. The only thing we vacillated over was what games, what all games we were getting. We knew we were getting Breath of the Wild. We were pretty sure about one, two, Switch, but we didn't know about what other accessories we were getting. And so we get our Switch, we come home. It's like 1 a.m. We, we hook <laughs> yeah, it all it up. Late. It's so exciting. Right. <clears throat> we put in Breath of the Wild. It has a download that no, it needs. Yeah. So we let it download. So we put in one two switch, and we ended up playing one two switch for, for like three th- yeah, hours. Yeah, for a long, long so time. So much fun, and we were laughing. And we were in. Normally, if I'm playing a game that late, that, that or that early in the morning, mm-hmm. however you want to be, I would like fall asleep immediately. I'd be dead. The only reason I didn't is because you know one two switch is a very active game. Yes, you're like up, moving, jumping yes. the whole time. So we played that for hours, yeah. and then we were like, "Okay, yeah, you know, we haven't Zelda given now. that song that song, 
<laughs> I'm thinking of some. We've been giving that game much love personally, but uh, Caleb, you still play that game like when Nevaeh comes over and others come over. It's always it, it tends to be one of the first games they want to jump to. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's a great game for introduc- introducing yeah. people to the Switch and and everything else. I still think it should be a like a tech demo that comes with the Switch, kind of like how Wii Sports came to the Switch. Nah, you're just trying to get free but, games. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what else are you playing, Caleb? Um, I'm playing, um, I'm playing Fire Emblem Warriors. Ooh, that's a good game. What is that? Fire, so it's, that game follows in the line of the Dynasty Warriors uh, series. That? Uh, that's the game, okay, remember the game I showed you where basically you play as a Fire Emblem character, you can be on a horse or not, you can have an axe or a bow, but basically uh, you're yeah. sweeping like hundreds of enemies all at one time with big powerful oh, attacks, you're like yeah, this elite yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it, it was on sale last year for like $20, so we bought it for Kayla for his birthday, I think it was last year. And you played it a little bit, but you didn't really get into it. Are you liking it more this time? The second time you're playing it? Yeah. Didn't, didn't it's a good game. Didn't they come out with like a um, Fire Emblem Hyrule Warriors? So different games. So Warriors is oh, the base game, game, and then they come out with versions. So they came out with uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, and then Hyrule Warriors, which is from the Zelda universe. And so yeah, we own that one, that. but I... I I enjoy it, but I can't get past 30 minutes into it because every time I start playing it and enjoying it more, I'm like, no, I need to beat uh, the Fire real Emblem Warriors one. first. Well, it's not the real one. It's still the OG, you know what I'm saying? Okay, but it's not the OG. Not, it's just... Not the OG. No, but I need to beat Not Fire the OG, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Wait, why you got to beat that one first then? Because it's the first one I had. But it's... Not the OG. Technically, Hyrule Warriors came out before before uh, Dynasty uh, Dynasty Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors. So Hyrule Warriors is the OG. Hyrule you know what Warriors I'm came out on the Wii U and the 3DS. Oh, for and, yeah, and then they brought out um, Fire Emblem Warriors for the Switch, and then I think like about a year after that, they brought they re-released Hyrule Warriors for the Switch. I have marker on my leg. I was drawing earlier. Random facts with Jaden well, Massey. Because I looked down and I was like, "What the heck? Why is there sharpie on my leg?" And I just remember. I don't know. Well, it's because I you was and drawing. Caleb both. Caleb comes home and it's like he's got blood on him, and Bro, his whole hand though. is like marked in red. That's how I was. That's how it was in like sixth grade for me. Because my friends would always be drawing on my jacket and stuff, and I had like a white jacket, so it was so. Oh hard. my Anyways. gosh! Anything else you're playing, Caleb? Uh. <laughs> Nothing um, else. So, what do you think about Hyrule Warriors? Just give us a like. What's Hyrule I'm sorry, Caleb. Fire Emblem Warriors. Wait. Fire Emblem Warriors. Yes. The one give you us said just you a quick playing. little oh. like. How are you liking the game? What do you like about it? Because um, there are kids listening to the show, and they may be they may hear you know you talk about the game, or they may hear me talk about the game. They're thinking boring. They hear you talk about the game, like this is pretty cool. I like how it's like um, the big attacks like kill a lot of people. Right. And the map is a little big. Because you're like this giant, I mean, you're like a warrior, like this powerful boss. Yeah. It's like you're a Jedi in the Star Wars universe. I don't really remember this game. I mean, I I, I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember. I keep thinking of Hyrule Warriors because that's the one y'all showed me most. Well, they're both two-player games, so we need, to, we like need to jump into around the, and stuff. We like, need to we need to jump into um, 
uh, Fire Emblem Wars and do some two-player on that. I'd really enjoy that. That's a fun game. So, um, Anything else you've been playing you want to throw at us? Um, I completely forgot, so I'm going to open my Switch real fast while you're finishing up. Uh, Caleb, I'm trying to remember, because I've seen you play something. Okay, so I can't remember while you're thinking that. about it, let me talk about what I've been playing. So uh, Caleb and I have been playing a bunch of River City Girls still. Oh, that's, um, that's it. So much fun. I am loving that game. What about you? Um, I like it. It's. You need to come up to the microphone. Oh, I like it. It's kind of like. I don't know. How would you How would you describe it? Violent. <laughs> violent. My eight year old says, "Hey, uh, my dad lets me play violent video games." <laughs> no, it's but, but like cartoon violence and stuff. Um, would you compare it to something kind of like, um, Castle Crashers where you're just going through and just beating up like just hordes of enemies with new abilities and new powers? Uh, maybe. I actually like how, hey, Bubba, uh, grab the switch and put it in your lap. Every time you put it on the table, it does a lot of bang into the microphone. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is that it's, uh, unlike castle crashers there's actual combos like there's new moves that we unlock and everything else the frustrating part is when you know we're playing that game yesterday um so in river city girls when you die if you're playing co-op when you die or get knocked out uh there's you have a, a, a time limit i don't know maybe about five seconds where your your uh uh your ally i'm saying the wrong words here uh, your your friend playing with you can come over and basically <laughs> stomp on your body. And what they're doing is like they're kind of like it's like when you die, you see your soul leave as like a little angel. Uh, so they're like, the get body. back in there, soul. Exactly. They're <laughs> they're stomping on the body over and over, trying to get that soul. Like get back in there. You ain't leaving. You ain't leaving mm, me here. That makes sense. But if you die um, and you don't you don't recover yourself, you can you can respawn at the next level, which is basically the next screen over. I mean, not the next level, but the next screen over. But you lose half your money. And so Ooh, we died half? so, yeah, half. Like no matter what the value, no matter how, much, no matter how no matter much, what. much you have. You've got 40 coins, you drop down to $20. You've got $400, you drop down to $200. That sucks. So when Caleb and I were playing yesterday, I was like, at one point I got fresh, I paused the game. I was like, if we haven't died so many times, I would have at least $300 right now. And the Oh yeah, I remember that. I was in there when the, y'all were dying. Yeah, <laughs> so many times. That was funny. So many times. Uh, and the reason the money matters is that's how you unlock new abilities, like new combos, backflips, kicks, special abilities. Um, but really loving River City Girls. Um, hopefully here within the next week or two, I want us to do an actual review. We're, this is the game we're going to do a review, or a uh, interview with the developers on that I'm super excited about. And um, yeah, it's just so cool. I mean, I'm really, I'm really liking this game i mean i've talked about it a little bit about it before but this game is a solid nine out of ten for me it's thirty dollars on the e-shop it's worth thirty dollars it's like this isn't one of those games that i'm saying wait till it goes on sale this is a great game would you agree caleb mm -hmm. what's um, what's one or two of your favorite parts about the game i like how you can like get new abilities and like of the like the fighting and stuff mm-hmm I like the fast pace of the action. Later on, you get abilities where you can use people as, as, a, as a human weapon. You can pick up their, their body and literally, like, whip people with their bodies until they, you know, wake up and they jump That's up. brutal. I like the chains that you get. You can, it really is like a, a violent game. <laughs> I, 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 I like the chains you can get. You can get, get. chains <laughs> and you start whipping people with chains. 
It's a lot of fun. And oh, the yo-yo is probably one of my favorites. The chain, the chain's one of my favorites because it lasts real long. But the yo-yo, um, what's really cool is you can get like three or four uh, guys at the uh, like at the corner of the screen because the screen locks and you can't move unless you leave. Like they won't leave. And if you get the right combo going, you can whip them with a with a yo-yo, and you see their bodies fly up in the air, and you can whip them again and hit them three or four times, keep them bouncing in the air before they fall. Oh, like Castle Crashers. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So Castle Crashers, it seems like a bug because we yeah, know it's it a bug. Does. You can we can all four be wailing on the same guy over and over, and there's like, like they should be five dead by minutes now. straight. Yeah, and then they'll just back off, and then they fall and they die. River yeah. City Girls, if they die, they die, and so it doesn't have that kind of a bug. Um, the one thing that I have noticed, Caleb, that is a little frustrating. So you can turn friendly fire on or off for this game. And friendly fire is basically if I'm going to shoot my gun at you or if I'm going to punch and you're in front of me or you can get hit or not. Um, and so the friendly fire, I always get it backwards. I think with friendly fire on, you can't get hurt by friendly fire. I'm maybe saying that backwards. But what's, No, I what's, think it's friendly fire is on means you can get hurt because like friendly fire, like you're going to fire your friend. Well, maybe we have it in the wrong setting, but in this, so if it's, you know, I'm going to hold off fire. my comment on this until I, until we try it again, because it seems like know. with certain things like the chain, I can use the chain and it doesn't hurt Caleb. But if I throw the chain, then it does hurt Caleb. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So we need to see if we've got the setting right. It may just be a wrong setting on our part. So, um, but oh, anyway, so we're, we're, we're taking a lot of time here. So River City Girls really having fun with that. I'm still in Dragon Quest 11 S. Such a good game. Oh, yeah, we know. Oh, solid nine. I mean, this game's almost a 10 for me. There's just what I have noticed there's a definite, like, you do most of the game, and then there's a second part to the game. Of, of, I'm almost beating it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm almost to the end. But on I this, I think you said that last week. Well, when you get to towards the end of this game, it, um, there's the train. So our house where we record is about, I don't know, what, three blocks? Can y'all hear that? I don't know. If I don't know if they can hear it. But if you hear it. Quiet. I don't know. Let's, let's be real quiet so they can hear the train. This is the train. They may not even be able to hear the train. It just bothers know. us. Yeah. What's funny is those that our house actually, it. there's a like light vibration in our house yeah. when the train goes by. So it's pretty close. Um, if you hear it, we're sorry. So, but no, anyway, so Dragon Quest, I've almost beaten it. I know I keep saying that, but I really have. I'm almost at the end now. Such a good game. But what I've noticed is in the second half, there's a few more bugs, like graphical glitches, not slowdowns, just glitches. And so, which I find interesting, but I've been playing Dragon Quest. I'm, I'm ready to beat it. Like I said last week, uh, um, my wife and I are going away on a on our anniversary here in about a week, week and a half, and we're going to go on a cruise. And while we're on that cruise, uh, Melissa sleeps in. I don't sleep in, so I generally wake up and I've got a good hour to myself every single morning. And so um, I got Fire Emblem Three Houses loaded, ready to go. I'm going to erase my save game that I have on there from previously. I've got about three hours in, but I'm going to start over just to start fresh. And my goal is to have this game beaten before then, because on the cruise, I want to jump into Fire Emblem. Dragon Quest beaten before then? Yes. And then I want to do Fire Emblem Three Houses. So, um, But I've also been playing a lot of Horizon Chase Turbo, really liking that game. I uh, picked up a game on the eShop for really cheap. It was like normally a... I don't know. I think I got like 90% off. I got Thief Simulator. Gotta love those 90% off games. Gotta love them. Um, checking this one out. 
I'm not sure what I think about it. I need to get some more time in before I talk about it, but it's what it sounds like it is. It's a simulator and you're a thief. So you've got a guy talking to you saying, grab that crowbar, break into this house, um, steal this cash. Now that I think about it, it's probably not a game I want to talk about with my kids. What are these playing? What is... Thief Simulator, River City Girls, where you go and beat people up with chains. Nice. Nice. This is a family-friendly show. <laughs> no, River City Girls, I would definitely play with my kids. Like, I am playing with my eight-year-old. It's a really lighthearted game. It means well. It's a great game. Um, I've also been playing... I'm trying to look on here. Um, watching y'all play Zelda, I really want to jump back into Zelda and complete what I haven't completed. Um, I beat Bayonetta 1 a few months ago. Which, that's one of those games where I played about three quarters of it, and then I got busy with other games, so I went back to it and I like beat it. Like me and Zelda. Like you and Zelda. And so I did load up Bayonetta 2 on my Switch, and that's another game I'll be playing. Uh, I'm still going back to Untitled Goose Game. Love that game. Just really like it. Oh, and I've been playing Mega Man 11. Um, and I won't talk too much about that game right now, but what I will say is that my first Mega Man experience was Mega Man 1 on the NES. And that game is brutally hard. And what I like about Mega Man 11 is that um, I can make it easy. And I won't talk about the different modes, but I can make it easy. And it's beatable. And I can respawn right when I die. And I can actually beat the levels. And so I'm having a blast with, with Mega Man 11. So, anywho. But, you know uh, why you haven't beaten that's what Dragon Quest? Why? Because you just listed like five or six games. Well, I like to have games I can jump between. If you between. said every week, I've been playing Dragon Quest XI-S Definitive Edition, and that's all you said, then you would probably have it done by now. But you're over here playing like 50 other games, and you wonder why you haven't beat it yet. All right. Any any other games we've been playing? Caleb, anything else that you want to speak to? Um, last week, last week I've been, well, I mean, last week I played, I don't know if it was last week. It was maybe the week before. But I beat uh, Pokemon Shield. Oh, you finally beat that one right. Nice. That was fun. I got around 120 Pokemon. So you're going to go back and catch them all? Catch the rest? Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Pokemon. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So I still haven't beat that game. Uh, That's one I need to go back to and play some more. I still haven't started that game. You need to start that game. So, all right. Let's move on from what we've been playing and let's talk about what we've been what we've been uh, watching here. So if you don't know that theme song, that is Doctor Who, specifically the uh, theme song from Series 3. And uh, here comes our favorite part. Oh, yeah, here it comes. Those drums right there. Those drums right there. Perfect. It's our favorite part. So uh, we talked about this before. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Uh, Caleb uh, is watching Doctor Who for the very first time as far as going from start to finish. And uh, we just finished up with season four with David Tennant. Which I know you really like David Tennant. And so I love David Tennant. I know. <laughs> and now we're on season five with Matt Smith. I miss and, him. I miss um, him. We're only, I think we're what, four episodes in now? Five episodes into season five? Five. Se- five episodes in? Six, maybe? We're, we're on se- episode four, six. We're on episode six. We're on ep- six. Episode yeah. six. 
and I know we talked about this last week, but man, I mean, you get just into the second episode of Matt Smith. He is such a strong actor. Just his performance. It's so is good. Amazing. It's so good. And his li- some of his lines alone are better. And this isn't a speaking against David Tennant. It's just the writing of the show. The, sh- no, the show David gets Tennant better and better and better. But some of his lines and his performance, talking about Matt Smith, they're better than full episodes, you know, before him. So, um, Caleb, won't you start us off in this conversation? Talk to us about Doctor Who and. Uh, what you like about the show and because this is your first time watching it me and Padre have seen it before yeah this is like I don't know my fourth fifth at least my my fifth time minimum fifth time going through this season I think this is my second time yeah oh and for anyone wondering why I just called him Padre um that's just what I call him and I call my mom Madre because you know I'm in eighth grade so I'm taking Spanish right now so it's just some good practice you know around the house and the other thing is, Jaden has always called me by different nicknames. And so, um, when you got too old for daddy, because I still want my kids to call me daddy, like, daddy. I want, exactly. See, that's why Caleb's my favorite. Hey. He calls me. <laughs> no, I love all my kids. Um, but Alicia, 19, you know, she'll say, hey, dad. I'm like, that's not my name. That's not my name. And then she'll giggle and she'll smile. And then she'll be like, daddy. I'm like, yes. And so, you know, and Micah still calls me daddy. And then, Caleb, when he's being Mike all sweet. <laughs> and then, so Jaden's gone from Padre to Poppy to a few other things. Which I told you, I mean, not to get sidetracked here, but I was playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I got to this part in the game, and so I don't want to do any spoilers, but this guy is get, gets reunited with his father, and he hasn't seen him in years, and he's like, Poppy! And I was like, it's Jaden! <laughs> but this guy's a circus performer, and I'd rather you not be a circus run performer. Run away to the circus, because you, I mean, you say Caleb's your favorite. You could, oh, great. I've just said him along the, the line. Yep, I'm going to be a clown for the rest of my life. You're going to be Silvando from Dragon Quest XI-S. Yep. All right. Anyways. You can, you can run away to the circus. That's okay. I just You can't run away is the issue. You have to stay with mommy and daddy. I'll bring the circus here. Bring the circus How here. How would you feel about having a circus in our living room? Anyway, Caleb, how do you feel about Doctor Who? <laughs> the aliens and stuff i like how the doctor has two hearts mm-hmm. does that mean he can love people twice as much oh no. no so what do you like about doctor who talk about the show a little bit I like the tardis and the sonic screwdriver we actually have two tardises in this house we've got one over there and we've got one over there three well actually that's the one over there so that's two. Oh, you tricked yeah. me and then we have a sonic screwdriver I have Matt Smith's sonic screwdriver. Oh, where is that? We need oh, that I was on about our to gaming say, show. Yeah, where is that? I don't know. That's a. Um, I want a TARDIS amiibo. And we are all over the place in tonight's show, but I want a TARDIS amiibo. Yeah, that'd okay. be so stinking cool. Good luck with that. All right, Caleb. Sorry. What else? Um, I like um the episodes blink. It's like oh, all the episodes with such the weeping a good angels. Yeah, the weeping angels are like a little creepy. A Would little. you say they're your favorite villain, or they're just probably the creepiest villain? Probably my favorite villain. So before, uh, get a little closer to Mike. Before uh, the weeping angels, who was your favorite villain? Like the Dal? I mean, you look at them like the Daleks, uh, Cybermen, Slavine. Um, Oh, Slavine. Yeah, I hate those. Those are nasty. Wait, what is that? 
Uh, those are the, the ones. Body suits, the hide in the, the body suits. suits. The big slimy looking ones. The big claws. They're remember? also in the Sarah Jane adventures. The Sarah Jane. Remember? You don't remember They that? unzip their foreheads. And like oh, the blue those? light. Those. Yeah. Oh, those, those are so nasty. Weird. Those are so gross. And uh, what are those other ones called? The little, the ones, um, the baked Egg? potato. Oh, those. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are those called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Suntarans? Sunt- uh, yes. Yes. Suntarans. Those, I really like those. Yes. Those are fun. So, um, anyways, Caleb. Yeah, so we're watching through Doctor Who right now. We're on season five. Uh, are you, have you warmed up to Matt Smith yet, or are you still like sad that we've lost David Tennant? I like um, Matt Smith, but I also do miss David Tennant. Who's your favorite so far hey. between the two? David Tennant. Er, David Tennant's oh, still your yeah. favorite? Yeah. It, it takes, whenever there's a changeover of the doctor, it's like a part of you dies, and you're like, oh, I like this new doctor, or maybe I don't, and, but I really love my old doctor. And David Tennant, for you, in a very, even though you, Christopher Eccleston, you know, that was your first time of watching it through. David Tennant's the doctor you know the most. That's when you've seen me watch and Jaden watch. And a he's lot, also in three seasons. So good. Only in one. Tennant is so good. I didn't like the first season. No. Oh, first season's good. Well, it was. It, I mean, it was good. It's good. It's just man, is it cheesy? Yeah. Low budget, starting it off. Yeah. But you still have to love it. Yeah. So. Um, so you still like David Tennant more? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Jay, to Doctor Who? Um. Well, I remember when I first. Uh, moved on from David Tennant to Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I did not like Matt Smith. I was anti-Matt Smith. I would protest against him in my head. I would have these little signs that say, no Matt Smith in my head. How long did it take you to warm up to Matt Smith? I don't remember, actually, to be honest. It, I, I mean, a whole season or just a few episodes? No, I, I mean, I'm sure. It was probably just like half. I, I doubt it was even a full season. I mean, my first time of watching Matt Smith, it took me, it took me a few episodes. I mean, you got to think you're coming off of season or uh, season four, which is David Tennant's third season, and he portrays a very strong doctor, a, a warrior style doctor, um, towards the end of his third season. I mean, um, uh, not this episode, but a different episode when we talk more about Doctor Who. We, I do want to talk about how each companion. Um, not only affects the doctor, but helps shape and mold yeah. who the doctor is now. But, you know, Donna is the last companion the doctor has. And she comes in right at a time where he begins to get a really big God complex. I mean, he starts that with Martha, but then when he gets to Donna, Donna really has to check him in place. And you go from this warrior mentality of, uh, well, think about his very first episode. Very first episode of, of, of David Tennant gets his hand chopped off. And he's trying Throws to figure out bad. what kind of doctor he is. And, yeah. And, uh, he says, I'm that kind of doctor. I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm that kind of man. I'm not that kind of man. Oh, yeah. He and said, he kills um, the guy. He said, no the guy, second chances. Yep. He goes, no second chances. I'm not that I'm that kind of man or something I'm like that. that. Kind of no man. no second chances. And you yeah. see this hardened doctor. That's yeah, and that's a really good way of describing yeah, it. Yeah. And then you jump into Matt Smith's first episode and he pops out of the And he's like this goofy sixteen years old. I was like, gonna say a twelve year old jumping out of the you know, it's hanging out of the TARDIS, almost like a puppy dog, he's got this goofy expression. I remember that's why it took me so long and to work <laughs> to Matt Smith at first. I just did not like how like, goofy is and silly guy? and kiddish he was. But going back watching it this second time, mm-hmm. uh while he is most of the time really just lighthearted and goofy, Matt Smith does an amazing job mm, of so good. 
I just having emotion while it's like like fun, joy, silliness. Yeah. But he he's he plays an amazing he's angry so person. He oh, his rage when it comes out. Uh we just watched yeah. that last episode we just watched late uh earlier. Oh, man. The I can't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> but like when he was like yelling and stuff, I was like Dang, like I could feel that coming off the screen. Yes, yes. He's amazing. So um, I was just trying to look it up right um, now. Over yeah, that's why I didn't like him at first because of how goofy he was. But I, I re- I'm really, really liking him more through this second time. Caleb, any other thoughts on Doctor Who? Um, you know, when we jump into this, uh, this episode that we're gonna do about Doctor Who, we're we definitely need Caleb on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we just watched the two-parter, uh, episodes four and five, which was The Time of Angels, which is the first time we see the Weeping Angels with Matt Smith, and then Flesh and Stone, which is the second part of that episode. Um, won't, won't give a uh, synopsis of either one because I don't want to you know, spoil it for people. It's, it's just, man, Doctor Who is such a good show. So good. And um, it's one of those shows that I really wish we'd get Mommy to watch. I think if we can get past the fact that it's labeled sci-fi. Yeah, I just think there's episodes if that it she was, would really like. If it like. was labeled romantic comedy, she'd be all over it. Guaranteed. That is true. That is true. If it didn't say sci-fi all right. and it said romantic comedy. Let's let, would, let's let's move on here. Um, anything else you've been watching, Caleb? Any other movies you've seen recently or um. TV shows? Oh, I finished Pokemon on Netflix, Sun and Moon. The Sun and Moon? Is that the one you were watching? The Other than the original Indigo yeah. series? Yeah. Yeah, so he's going through all of the Pokemon episodes that you can watch, the anime you can watch right now, which I've only ever seen the first, like, three seasons the ever. Oh, gee, you know what I'm saying? So truly, man, you are a hyper tonight. I had that Olive Garden. And then how many, now, didn't you just start Lab Rats again? Hey, shout out to and this is your uh, third time. Your third time going through lab rats. Those breadsticks go hard. Man, he goes so fast through <laughs> lab rats. I know, right? This is like his fourth time watching it in I'm like Pokemon. two months. Oh, like what the heck? Man, I have to slow him down. Crazy. Um, anything you've been watching, Jay? Um, I noticed you on the NBA app a lot lately. Yeah, that's that's kind of an all the time. Well, the All Star Game's coming up this weekend. All Star All Star Game coming up this weekend. Team LeBron, Team Giannis. So y'all got. They already they Team LeBron. I'm just saying it right now. He's won past. But you look at his games. team. It's it's stacked. It is yeah, stacked they, in his they, favor. They picked. Um. They they drafted. Uh. Players for their teams recently. He's got all like the top and picks. LeBron. I mean, he does. I mean, I mean, obviously, both teams have good players. It's an All Star game. But if you look at it, it seems totally unfair. Yeah. I'm just LeBron. Saying. I would say LeBron has the upper hand. So let me know how many of y'all are going to be watching that. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching that. So I started a new show this week. Uh, it's a uh, so it's Castlevania. It's a Netflix original, and it's based on the Castlevania series um, that's back on the original NES. And I'm just gonna read this right here because uh, this will give a better description. Because I'm still new into the to the show, but uh, Castlevania is inspired by the popular video game series. This anime series is a dark medieval fantasy. It follows the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan, Trevor Belmont, trying to save Eastern Europe from extinction uh, at the ex- sorry extinction at the hands of an enraged Dracula. So, 
Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm only two, I think I'm only like three episodes in. Maybe I've watched three episodes. And uh, uh, there's two seasons on Netflix. The third season is coming out in March, March 5th, actually. And so um, unless the show takes a really dark turn uh, for the worse, I'm really liking it right now. Um, some of these animes get pretty dark, and I'm like, I just, it's it's too dark. And so I put it away. Um, and the others are just so good. Uh, one show that... It was one of my still one of my favorite animes of all time. I think we need to do a show on anime sometime. But is um, we can't do a show on anime. I don't watch anime. I know you I would be the only one you. talking. I'm, I'm trying to get you to watch anime. This is down. We should the road. have Bryce on the show. My friend Bryce. Mm-hmm. He's real big into anime. I don't we, know. If then you Bryce remember. and I. Can, I know Bryce. We always had lots of conversations yeah. about that when you would. So Attack on Titan is still one of my favorite animes of all time, and that's one of those shows that it's. Is dark by the nature of the story, and I can only watch so many episodes where I've got to put it down because it's so heavy what's going on. I mean, you're seeing, I don't want to do a spoiler, but it's just, it's if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's definitely not for kids. Um, great show, though. Great show. Like, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, so I'm watching Castlevania right now. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's actually, I was actually surprised by the ratings. Uh, it's getting 90% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from critics and 89 percent from uh viewers and doctor who gets 100 percent from critics and 100 percent from viewers obviously wait does it really i don't know it just well, deserves 100 percent even still, e- even I the first episode with the man <laughs> with the mannequins which is one of the cheesiest ones no, no 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 episode two episode two of season one lady cassandra lady cassandra and the trees and the tree I give people you the gift of you know of of, of of you know the air from my yeah, lungs yeah i remember that <sighs> <laughs> that episode is 100 out of 100 easily we're just a little biased here so okay um we are already at the 49 minute mark so let's just jump quickly into some news here so uh jay you want to start us off on this first bit of news i thought this Gladly. was hilarious all right um so all right first piece of news here a french psychologist recommends treating Fortnite addicts with zelda breath of the wild and so, before you jump into the rest of this, I just think it's—I just think that's when I saw that headline, I'm thinking this has got to go to the top of our news because Fortnite is an issue where um, kids and adults alike, but especially kids, are just being sucked into Fortnite, and without limits, they clock in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds hours. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And so, I know Caleb, you've been—you've been a big Fortnite player. You're—you've kind of taken a back seat to it in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, but when I saw this, French psychologist recommends treating Fortnite addicts with Zelda Breath of the Wild. What does that so, mean? Uh, people who are addicted people to Fortnite. Who are so, so, actual psychologists, doctors who work with people who have addic- problems with addictions, uh, are working with p- people, kids, teenagers, and even adults who are addicted to Fortnite, who can't put Fortnite down, and saying, hey, to help break you from your addiction of Fortnite, why don't you play some Zelda Breath of the Wild? All right, yeah. So, in a recent video interview, Stora, yeah, Stora states that the open world game acted as a therapeutic, ther- therapeutic, therapeutic counter to highly competitive Fortnite matches. Namely, the wide spaces of the game offered his patients the opportunity for calm contemplation. And just so, stop right there. I thought that was interesting. What? 
So you go from the chaoticness of Fortnite of gunning people down to now you have a wide open space. Oh, yeah. And it offers his patients the opportunity for calm contemplation. So for anyone out there like me who doesn't really understand big words, basically what I'm getting is people who are addicted to Fortnite, they're always playing Fortnite. You know, it's really fast paced. You're always just shooting everybody, just going, 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 just pow, pow, pow. And Zelda Breath of the Wild is a good break from that. It's slow, slow relaxing. Well, there's still action, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. Well, I like the second part of his statement here. So, or not his statement, but this article. So, uh, it offered his patients the opportunity for calm, for calm contemplation while also, and this part, part's interesting, while also, also confronting them with a personal quest to destroy the evil Ganon rather than just gunning down other Fortnite players. So, it gives them a focus of, you have, you have one primary goal here, and this is it rather than just going after tons of people and who can you pop in today's game and you know where are you standing and everything else. Caleb, what do you think? Does, does Breath of the Wild, um, you're much bigger into Fortnite than either Jaden or myself. Is Breath of the Wild a nice break, a nice, I need to, you know, like to step back out of Fortnite and play something at a different pace? Actually, I think, I think the, um, like the pace is the same way as Fortnite for me, so. I'm How, sorry, really? What? How's it the same? Like, I see, like, goblins everywhere and stuff. And on the path to the uh, the temple thing, mm -hmm. the water temple thing. The Zora Domain? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a lot of, like, um, campsites of goblins. And so you're still out there going everywhere you go, killing things? Actually, I'm at the temple now. But on your way there, what I mean is you're still... Yeah. But do you feel like it's as violent as Fortnite? A little. What? Maybe a little not. You're not being hunted like you are in Fortnite. No, that's that's a good point. You're not being hunted. That is actually a very good point. So, I mean... It's nice to not be hunted. Yeah. Which, I mean, we have different, I mean, views on that. So, uh, if it feels like a similar pace, Caleb, I mean, that kind of makes sense, you know, from your uh, perspective on that. So, but yeah, you got a... Pro so, let me just say this. You got a kid who's addicted to Fortnite... Uh, throw them into Breath of the Wild. And I will say this. We said it earlier. I, I still don't understand people who own a Switch who have not played Breath of the Wild. It is That game is a perfect 10 out of 10. It's an amazing game. It's a console seller. Uh, I know people today who have bought a Switch just because of Breath of the Wild. It's an incredible game. But we also know people who have a Switch and don't even have Breath of the I Wild. I also know people who have a Switch and Breath of the Wild They haven't played Breath of the Wild, and I don't get it. Come on, man. It's one of the best games out there. You, Ever. You need to play it. Um, in other news, uh, Netflix is has another original coming out, Resident Evil, again, based on the, the gaming franchise, and it seems that that plans for the series, for the Netflix series, has been leaked online. A synopsis for Netflix's Resident Evil's adaptation was apparently prematurely uploaded to a press-only website, giving fans an indication that the show might actually be coming a lot sooner than they originally thought. The, the story for the game, or not the game, the show, will take place in the fictional town of Clearfield, Maryland, uh, the backyard of Washington, D.C., the Umbrella Corporation and the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum. All three are involved in the creation of the T-Virus, and the show is set 26 years after the virus's discovery. I don't know how many years that would be after the games. Um, there's, uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Is there s seven Resident Evil games? Um, there, there's a good number of Resident Evil games, but I don't remember 
exactly the timeline as far as when the games take place. When I say seven, I mean like main series, not counting Revelations and the other spinoffs that there are. I think there's seven. For some reason, nine keeps popping up in my head, but I think there's seven. And so I thought that was interesting. So Netflix is, uh, seems to be on this in this path right now of, of creating you know shows based on video games, which we know that there's a Mario, actual uh, Super Mario movie coming out that's going to be anime. Yeah, yeah. A movie. What? A movie. Mm-hmm. Where did you hear how do we? How have we not talked about this? I don't know. With the success of the Switch and the fact that they have a whole Mario theme park coming out in Japan, we talked about that, Jaden. Oh, I remember And then that, yeah. Universal Studios, they're going to have a section uh, set aside, kind of like Disney World, but it's going to be Mario. It's going to be Mario Land. for Mario. Yeah. So they're making a movie for it as well. So I thought that was interesting. Um, on another piece of news, The Outer Worlds, uh, we talked about it, how it's coming to Switch soon. Um, that game is also on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. They have crossed 2 million units, which is huge. It's it's huge that they've sold that many games. Um, and, they're, and they're coming to Switch. And so the, 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 the exciting part is that it's sold 2 million copies. Uh, the part that's a little bit of a bummer, but totally understandable, is that the team behind porting uh, this game is a Chinese team uh, called, I believe it's Virtuous Games, um, but they've been closed because of the coronavirus outbreak that's happening in China right now, um, and the game's being delayed because of that. Fully understandable. And they sent a tweet saying, you know, we're working on the game. It's not canceled, but there is a delay because their entire studio is shut down. Um, everyone's healthy from reports that's involved with the game, but because of precautionary reasons, they've shut down the studio, and so it is. it will be delayed. Um, hopefully no more than about a month. They haven't given anything concrete, but that's what it looks like. We'll see it around April instead of March. Um, but one thing they did confirm as well is that the game won't be digital only. So before, the, uh, you could buy the game digitally, or you could buy the physical version of the game, but they were doing something that we've been seeing other games do recently, other publishers, where basically you go to your GameStop, Best Buy, Amazon, whatever, you buy the game, you get the game uh, case, and you open it up and there's no cartridge. And when you open up the case, there's a download code. So you're still getting a download version of the game, but you you're you think you're buying a, a physical copy. And I mean, and to the developer's credit, they're not lying because they'll have a big banner at the top saying full game, you know, not included, requires a download. Well, since the game is being delayed, they have confirmed that they will release the game on a physical cartridge as well as a download code. So you can have either or, which is cool for collectors who want you know physical copies of their games. See, that would make me sad because if it were me buying the game, like buying the package, mm-hmm. I wouldn't read it. I would just see that it's the game and buy it. So when I opened it and didn't see a cartridge, I would be sad because for those of you who don't know, I prefer getting cartridges i like having them all you know like yep. physically and, so, and having we have we have four switches in our household so even though i'm going digital and almost everything um ha- having y'all go cartridge based then y'all can just share the games for games that can be shared like that yeah that does help with that yeah, it helps tremendously i don't yeah. have to buy three copies of breath of the wild i can buy two copies of breath of the wild <laughs> or actually, actually i did buy three copies of breath of the wild now that i think about it you bought three? So I bought physical for myself and oh, then digital, yeah. and then I bought you physical. So You turned it in though, right? I'm one of the people that made Nintendo money with three copies of a game. <laughs> you should have gave that one to me. I should have, but you didn't have a Switch then. Um, in other news, uh, this weekend you can take your Valentine, your sweetheart, Valentine's Day, to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. 
Very, very romantic. Very romantic. Very romantic. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is hitting theaters on Feb- February the 14th. Um, you know, this the, the studio behind this game did something that I applaud them for that you don't see studios do hardly ever or hear about. Uh, this game was originally delayed back in May of last year, 2019, because the first trailer came out. You saw Sonic. Sonic looked terrible. He was he was human like. I mean, everything about him looked terrible. The trailer was terrible. The the posters were terrible. Everything everything was terrible. And they listened to the fan base. And this was back in May of last year. They said we're going to delay the game. We're going to do we're going to do it right. The movie, right? Or, I'm sorry, yeah, not game. We're going to delay the movie. Uh, it's still the same actors, still the same voice acting, still the same story plot, everything else. But they redid all the animations, and it looks great. I am excited to see this movie now. When I first saw the trailer, but even before I heard the outcry online, I was thinking, man, don't want to see it. Nope, don't want to see it. But it looks good now. And so, Kayla, we've been you've been commenting every time you see a preview, you want to see it. So, yeah, the Sonic kind of looks weird though, but I like it. <laughs> He, what, how's he, why does he look weird? Oh. Hmm. Maybe he doesn't look normal. Uh, one of my favorite... Maybe it's because he's not 8-bit. <laughs> one, of my fa- one of my favorite previews were 16-bit. Uh, what? I don't know. One of my favorite... He doesn't look like blocks. One of my favorite uh, uh, previews or trailers is where they're wanting to stop for the world's uh, largest ball of yarn, of string, and he's, he's, he's writing with the guy, and the guy's like, this isn't a, you know a vacation field trip, whatever else. He's like, we don't have time. And all of a sudden, Sonic leaves and comes back in the truck, and he's got the balls of yarn, and then he's got a... What are those What are those paddles called with the rubber band and the ball? Oh. And like a, It's like a paddle ball thing. You just go... Paddle ball. He's doing it over and over. Ball. I mean, it's so... I mean, honestly, it's corny. It's cheesy. You're like, whatever. But I just love that. Here's my one concern about this movie. I'm really concerned, and it's got some big names in it. So, I mean, it should do well. I'm concerned that I've already seen the best parts of the movie in the previews. In the trailer? Yeah, in the trailers. I'm concerned that I've already seen the funniest parts in the trailers and the rest of the movie is going to kind of fall flat. I'm going into it very uh, reserved with my optimism here. Um, Detective Pikachu, I was really reserved on, and but I really liked Detective Pikachu. Did you like Detective Pikachu, yeah. Caleb? Yeah, I liked it. Jane, did you like Detective Pikachu? I did like that one. That was actually I actually enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed it. I like to funny. see them do another Pokemon movie, not necessarily a Detective Pikachu two, but just another Pokemon movie with that same universe. Like, um, I, I liked the way the Pokemon looked. I just liked everything about it. I'm afraid this movie is going to get stuck, and it's going to be, um, it's going to appeal to like really really young kids just because it's gaming or because it's Sonic. But overall, it's just going to kind of fall flat. I I'm, I'm, hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm just, I don't have high expectations uh, for this movie. So, um, and then in two last pieces of news, just to move on here. Um, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Sakurai, the guy who's behind Smash Brothers, you know, all the different games, behind Smash Ultimate. He's the main guy behind all of them. Um, he came out online, I mean, he came out, made it a statement publicly saying that he understands that there are too many Fire Emblem characters in Smash Ultimate. So, if you remember, I think it was last week, we talked about Byleth being added to Smash, and a lot of the complaints people are giving is yet another Fire Emblem character in Smash, yet another sword user in Smash. Um, and he's acknowledged saying, look, I understand that there's 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 too many, 
But here's the thing: you have a roster of what do we say? It's it's a it's either at eighty three or there's almost up to eighty three. Only realistically, I think it's like eighty three, oh, eighty one, eighty three. No, I honestly thought it was hundred. It's around eighty, and with the new DLC oh, coming out, okay. there's a few more. <laughs> I honestly thought um, it was like hundred. You still have a huge roster, and so, but he made some comments here, and this is one of the th- his, uh, one of his quotes. He goes, "I understand. First and foremost, there are too many Fire Emblem characters." And what's more, there are too many sword users. It's something that's already been decided, though, so let's move on. So, in other words, these decisions were already made before this. We're not changing them. We can't change them. It was decided before the game came out, so let's just move on. Um, And I like the statement he makes here. I should be thinking more about other things. So, in other words, I don't have time to deal with the backlash of those that don't like Baleth. I've got to move I'm sorry, Byleth, I've got to move forward with Smash and other projects and everything else, which I totally agree. Um, he made a comment on here that the new fighters uh, were not based on his own favorites, but that they were chosen by Nintendo. It's been highly speculated and talked about before about how heavy of a hand does Nintendo have in Smash Brothers um, and games like that where it's it's their game, but they're not the main developer behind it. It's a different team. Kind of like Pokemon. Pokemon's Game Freak. Even though it's Nintendo, it's Game Freak. And so people have asked, you know, how heavy of a hand does Nintendo have into Pokemon? Well, he makes it very clear Nintendo has a heavy hand in choosing the characters that are going to come out. So it makes sense that Byleth will be the next character to be released following the, the success of Fire Emblem Three Houses. So he's like, guys, I get it, but move on. There's other characters coming out, which I totally agree with. So um, either of y'all want to weigh in on that? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel the same way. I mean, I don't, I never really used any sword wiel- welder, wiel- wielders, wielder, wield, wield, wielders of swords. I never really uh, played with anybody, anybody who held swords. I just didn't really like the feel of it. I mean, except Link, because I mean, he's Link. You know, come on, Caleb. What do you? But other than what that, do you I'm feel? I mean, do you play with me the Fire Emblem characters? I like it in the actual Fire Emblem game, but in Smash Bros, Smash Bros, I don't really like it. You don't really play them. One of the things that he did comment on is that he did try to make, which I think he succeeded at, is that each Fire Emblem character is unique in themselves. I mean, some of them are more magic users or things like that. Um, and Byleth, I really like Byleth because it's not just a sword user. Uh, you know, the up B, down B, side B, I and mean, they're all different attacks. Whether it be a spear, an axe, a sword. Um, he's got a chain grab, um, and so I really like Byleth. Have you played with Byleth yet? I don't think you have. Do you even have Byleth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay and I played with Byleth the other day. All right, we need to play with Byleth after the show. Uh, last piece of news, just throwing this out there uh, for anybody who's a big fan of 2K. 2K Games right now is doing a big sell on the eShop. Big, uh, big, I just have big a few sale. games here. I'm just going to run through the prices, not talk about the games, but just give you the prices. You you can take it, Jay. I'll Go take for it. this right. one. So yeah, you know, two K, two K Sports. You know, the big boy in the game, in the business. Yeah, you. Yeah. They got. Let's see, two, three, four, five, five big sales. I think there's more than this, but these are the ones that these we're are, listing. These are some. These are some big ones right now. Mm-hmm. Carnival Games original price. It's normally forty dollars. It is seventy five percent off right now, guys. Seventy. You know, I'm buying it. That is three-fourths of the price. While we're talking, I'm going to buy this that game. That you don't have to pay. $40, is, now it's 10 This is one of those games that I've looked at for a long time because we're always looking for new family games to play. And uh, this is one that I've looked at. I've gone back and forth. It doesn't get the best reviews, but for $10, I just... 
Come on, $10. Well, I feel like I owe it to my family. I owe it to you guys to buy this game. So I appreciate it. Because of you guys, I'm going to buy this game. I'm buying it for you. All right, go on. All right, let's see what we got next. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. We've talked about this game on the Great show multiple game. times. Oh, my gosh. At this price, pick it up. 75% off also. Normally $30. Now it's $7.49. And this 75% is, this off. This game's worth 30 bucks. So to get it for $7.50, I mean, it's a no-brainer. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, pick it up. What we got next? Next, NBA 2K20, which I'm sure that's, that's going to be selling just fine at full price, much less 50% off, guys. 50% off 2K, NBA 2K20. $60. Right now it's $30. Go pick that yep, one up. Great deal. Steal. Um, next. Uh, how, Sid, do you, how do you pronounce this? Sid Meier's. Uh, yeah, so you don't know the Sid Meier's series. I don't know it's what an this is. old series. So Sid Meier's Civilization 6. It's a. Uh, it's like a, uh, it's more than a city building game. It's a civilization simulator where you, you take your simulate, bless you, you take your civilization through different ages and then you go and you make treaties with other countries and other world leaders. You, you can conquer, uh, you can trade and sell and you can even advance through the ages from like old ages up to space and everything else. Great game. Uh, six is a great game. It's the full game, full experience you get in other consoles on Switch. I actually have this game. Really like it. It's normally sixty dollars. It's forty percent off right now at thirty six dollars. Again, it's a great. It's a great buy. Definitely go pick that one up. And I just bought Carnival Games, and it is currently downloading. We will be playing this tomorrow when y'all get out of school. For ten dollars, right there. That could be y'all. Carnival Games. All right. All right. Next up on the list, uh, WWE. The heck? That was WWE 2K18. WWE 2K18. Uh, normally $60, you know, normal price. Uh, right now it's 67% off. Now, don't ask me why 67 Don't buy this game. Oh, don't buy this whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, hang on. I'm not done. Okay. Don't ask me why 67%. I asked the same thing, but it's 67% off at 1979. So that's a really good price. So. Definitely go pick that game up. That's a steal. Am don't, I right? No, no, don't buy this game. What is don't, wrong with no. you? This okay? So terrible. there, are, you know, there are YouTube deal. videos out there, and there's reviewers out there. They'll talk about different games. This is one of the worst rated games on the Switch. Flat out, hands down, awful, awful. Um, I, I can't say awful enough. I'm trying to pull up some actual ratings oh, but here. See, it's okay because it's right 67% off. I, I don't want, see, I wouldn't pay that. So I'm waiting for them. So 2K sometimes will bring their sports games. Like I think 2K uh, 18 and 17 at one point were both down to like Wait, 2K, 10, 2K what? I'm sorry, uh, NBA, yeah, NBA 2K oh, okay. 17, 18 were both down to like $10 before in the past. And, and they got them for a steal. Um, I'm not paying 20 bucks for this game. Uh, this game is terrible. And I want to play it and try it out, but it's terrible. And so, um, if they mark it down to like ten bucks, I might pick it up. Might I That's might a pick it up? Big might. Yeah. So I'm just I just went to IGN.com. I'm looking at their review for Switch, and it says the WWE series hits rock bottom with this nearly unplayable Switch port. Wow. And so I mean, if you <laughs> look, rough. it's rough. If you look at videos of the game, it's not good. It's not a good rock game. Bottom it looks with this nearly ugly. unplayable. It looks game. ugly. It looks it's like terrible. it looks like a a, a Wii game. Now, I mean, it looks is this terrible. Two K's fault? Yes. 
Why do they do that? I don't know. Uh, so IGN gave it a 3.8, which puts it in the awful hey, category. Hey, that point eight though. 3 point, yeah, 3, 3.8, which gives it an awful category. Wow. Um, I know I do know that they've released some patches that's supposed to make it more playable. Uh, Metacritic gives it a 35. <laughs> so <laughs> like the frame rates <laughs> makes it more playable, but doesn't make it any more pretty. Um, so, uh, so what was, what did I say? 3.8 on IGN. Metacritic gives it a 35 meta score with a user score of 1.6. Oh yeah. That is out of 10. Uh, Nintendo life, another big, uh, uh, Nintendo specific, uh, site i was supposed to say oh. podcast uh they give it a three out of ten calling it bad um and they bad. said here's what they said conclusion while co-developer blind squirrel has stated publicly is working on implementing some post-launch improvements it doesn't change the fact wwe 2k18 ever existed in this form at all and so they're releasing patches to fix the game but the fact that it's even playable in this state they shouldn't have released it just bad on them. That's really yeah. Really so bad. don't give them your money. Not at nineteen seventy nine. If you can get it on bargain for ten bucks, maybe then. But let's anyway. Let's just move but on. But I mean, from that. if you like this game, if you like WWE, then go for it. I ain't getting this game no love. I'm sorry. This is the one time where I'm going to say, if you can buy this game on another console, buy it on another console. I mean, it's just not worth it. Um, oh, they butchered it. So bad. Wow. All right. Well, apparently he has very strong feelings for this game. And I was game. looking so forward to this let, game. Let's move on. I was looking forward to this game. So anyway, moving on. Okay. So let's let's talk about the, uh, the, the topic for today's show. Do we need a virtual console? And I'm going to talk about the state of the virtual console. So l- let's look at this. Um, the Switch will be... Let's see. Let me pull up my calendar here because I want to give you all the actual date. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's this month. Whoops. Whoops. Wrong thing. Jay, where are you going? Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, March 3rd will officially be the Switch's third birthday. Jane just creepily walked away. So you need to come back quickly. So uh, March 3rd, Caleb, you are now my co-host. March 3rd, so coming up here shortly, you know, less than a month, will be the Switch's third anniversary, its third birthday. Um, it is cool. And in that time, there is still no virtual console on the Switch. So um, for those of you listening who don't know what a virtual console is, or if you're younger, maybe like Caleb, I don't know if you know what a virtual console is. Nope. But um, on the Wii, the Wii U, and the Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo had what they called a virtual console. And basically what that gave you the option of doing was that you could spend uh, generally starting at around $5 and buy a game that was originally on the original NES or spend seven or eight dollars and buy a game that was on the Super Nintendo. And you could basically, uh, it was a way to buy old games that were on the older consoles and play those old games on modern consoles. Um, the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS have huge virtual console, console libraries. Now the Wii's virtual console, uh, their whole eShop is officially uh, shut down. But um, before that, it had a huge virtual console. And when the Switch launched, there was no virtual console. And everyone's question was, where's the virtual console? Why is there no virtual console? Especially when, you know, when a brand new console first comes out, there's not a lot of games for it. Like when the Switch first came out, there's only a handful of games. So people were saying, well, why is there, there should be a virtual console because then we'd have a backlog of old games that we could, you know, purchase again and, and have and play. 
Um, and so just to give you some ideas here, uh, the Nintendo Wii, uh, its virtual console launched November 19, 2006, and then it was di just discontinued at the end of January of 2019, so just about a year ago. Uh, the 3DS, its virtual console launched on June 6, 2011, and it's still strong. And then for the Wii U, uh, they did a soft launch in January of 2013 with April um, doing, you know, three months later doing its official launch. And it's been live since April of 2013. Has a strong virtual console. You can go on there and buy games that were on the NES, the SNES. Um, you know, uh, there's some Game Boy games on there, Game Boy Advance games. So you can play these old games on your Wii U. And so the question for a lot of people have been, where's the virtual console? But where I'm at now is, um, do we still need a virtual console? Uh, the Switch has literally hundreds and hundreds of games, of good games on the console. So the argument, the argument about we need a virtual console because of a lack of games on the Switch, I don't believe holds water anymore. And I would actually like to say that I'm actually glad now, and I think it's a good thing that there's no virtual console on Switch. Um, and here's my reasons why. With the Nintendo Switch Online, um, we don't have a virtual console. What we do have is the, and I'm not going to say the whole name because I think the whole name is ridiculous, but basically you have the, the Nintendo Online service that they offer. You have the NES package, and then you have the SNES package. Um, for the NES package, if you have the online service or if you don't have the online service, you can download, it's basically an emulator of NES games. It currently has 65 games and 65 of some of the best games that were on the NES. And those are all, I mean, they're free, but they're part of the uh, online service. But here's why I'm saying it's a good deal. Jay, what were you about to say? Is that the thing that you like hacked so you could have all the games? No, no, no. That, that, that's my, uh, my NES classic. Oh, that's the actual thing itself. Yes. I knew you hacked something to get, like, all of them. Because you'd be scrolling for, like, 10 years straight and still not find all the games. So here's... So, Jay, pull out your calendar. I want you to do some quick math for me, okay? A calendar? Daddy, yeah. I mean, calculator. Oh, okay. Yes, I hacked. Yes, I hacked. hacked calendar my... is open. Okay. hacked on Fortnite. I did not hack on Fortnite. <laughs> that was you, Caleb. I never hacked on Fortnite. I, I, I'm too bad at Fortnite to, to bother with hacking on Fortnite. Same. Um, okay, so here's here's the thing. And here's what I think, one of the reasons why I think it's it's worth not having a virtual console. All right, Jaden. Uh, 65 times $5. 65 times 5? Mm-hmm. Uh, 300. Just do the calculator. 325. Okay, so if I was to buy every game... With the NES, that'd be $325, is that what you said? Yes, sir. Okay, so $325. All right, and now I want you to do, um, I don't remember how much SNES games were on Virtual Console. Maybe either 7 or $8. Here, we'll undershoot and we'll say 7 So what's 7 times 24? Um, I don't know. Pull your calculator out, son. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was it, 7? <laughs> 7 times 24. 168. Okay. Hold on. <coughs> okay, and then I want you to pull up. Okay, and we'll just leave it at that. So what's what's three twenty eight times one sixty eight? I'm sorry, three twenty five plus one sixty eight. Four hundred and ninety three. Okay, so four hundred ninety three. So for five hundred dollars, 
That's what it would cost me to buy every game on the NES and SNES that's currently being offered with the online subscription. Wow. I understand that it's, it's a subscription, and I don't own these games. I understand that. But for $35 a year, I have access to um, I have access to 89 games. You have access to 89 games. Me, you, Caleb, Mommy. There are 89 games that we have access to that I could either spend close to 500 bucks on if we wanted them all or not. And okay, let's look at it realistically. Let's say there is only, you know, out of these games, let's say there's like 20 that I would want on the um, on the NES. Well, I'm still spending over $100 just getting the games that I want. Yeah. Um, that doesn't include anything that you might want, that you might want. So it's still worth you know, the cost. Um, and then you look at the other and the collections, like there's a Castlevania anniversary collection. There's a Contra collection. There's a Sega Genesis collection. There's a, there's a Mega Man collection that basically has every Mega Man ever created. The Sega Genesis classics has over 50 games. Uh, Contra has 10 games. Castlevania has eight games. Uh, and then there's others. There's the, uh, ACA Neo Geo that has over a hundred titles out there. They're all averaging. I think it's right. Like $8 a game. Um, here's why I'm glad there's no virtual console. We are getting better games in this format than we would on virtual console with virtual console. It was completely bare bones. You bought the game, you would start it up. It'd be a black screen. And all you saw was the game. With these collections, you can actually do save states. With these collections, with a lot of them, you can actually rewind. So in other words, you're playing a game and you run and you get killed by an enemy that you saw or you or you didn't see or maybe you missed a jump and you died. Rewind the game before you died and keep playing. For those who have grown up on the original NES, you understand that those games on the NES are harder than 99% of the games you play today. Those games are hard. You want a good example of an old NES game? Play Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah. That game that, is brutal. I love that game. I love that game. But that game's a throwback to old NES-style platforming. Those were hard games. Yeah. Um, here's a great example. So I have the Contra Anniversary Collection. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I do have that one. But also what I meant to say was the Castlevania. I have the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. And uh, Castlevania 1 was one of my favorite, all-time favorite games on the NES. I could never get past the third level on that game. It's just too hard. I mean, because if you die, you start back at a checkpoint, and it's hard to get extra lives. It's hard to get the points up. That is a brutally hard game. Okay, so I'm playing NES through the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. It has eight Castlevania games, and here's literally what I'm doing. Every time I get to a new checkpoint, if I haven't lost any lives, I save the game right there. I, sa I save it, and if I lose a life, I load up my save game. I've had to do this all the way through. To I'm at the end of the game now. I'm fighting Dracula himself. And there's two or three phases to Dracula. I haven't picked up in a while. I forgot. I, I rage quit the other day. Um, but I spent, you know, sometimes I'll spend an hour on one level playing it, reloading, playing it, reloading, because it's so stinking hard. You can't do this with old games. I appreciate these collections because not only do they have the save states, they have the rewind abilities. Uh, the Mega Man collections are really good about having art books involved digitally where you can look at stuff and look at cre uh, uh, inspirational uh Thoughts that the, that the the artists have, the creators have, um, really cool things that they include into these collections that you don't get on a virtual console. Um, and so, for example, again, looking at you know, say Genesis Classics, that's fifty plus games right there, over fifty games in that collection. And I believe that game's thirty dollars. It might be forty. Um, but do the math. Even at forty dollars, that's less than a dollar a game. And so you. 
you're getting a better deal with these collections than you ever would That's on crazy. a virtual console, and you're getting a much richer experience. Do either of y'all have... I mean, I know this is more speaks to me because of the retro gaming, but... Um, what are your thoughts on this, Jay? Um, I mean, that's 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 some serious deals, man. Dollar per game, man. I would have so many games if they all costed a dollar. I'd be like, you know what? Why not? Like that WWE game we were talking about earlier that's unplayable. Mm-hmm. Shoot, if it's a dollar, might as well, you know? That's, that's crazy, though. I mean, I, I've never really played any of those. I have played Super Meat Boy, which you said is, is like a throwback. I love that game. Right. But that's that's pretty crazy. And, you know, I understand the complaints by people saying, well, I'm not getting these games for free. I'm having to pay for a Nintendo Switch online. Well, okay, you're, you're paying for a Nintendo Switch online, which I get the fact that it's $20 a year, um, which, again, is not that much money. That's less than $2 a month. $20 a year? It's $20 a year for an individual, $35 a year for a family up to six, I believe. That's not that much. Oh, it's nothing. That's nothing. And you get the, the 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 cloud saves, you know, for your backup for most games out there. Um, you get online play. You get well, I was gonna say you get voice chat, but you have to use a stupid app. And Nintendo's so backwards. Nintendo, if there's one thing that Nintendo needs to improve this year more than anything else, it is their online infrastructure. It's it's just lame. Um, but even if you don't care about any of that other stuff, for twenty bucks a year, you're getting access to eighty nine games, classic games, free from Nintendo. With save states and everything else, um, I, I just I, I can't argue with this. I bought. Um, I mean, there are several games. The Legend of Zelda being one of them. Um, you know, Zelda Two. You know, Link. Uh, all three Mario Brothers. I've purchased those on the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS. So I've already bought those games three times. So I've already spent fifteen dollars on Super Mario Brothers One. I've spent $15 on Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario Bros. 2, you know, The Legend of Zelda. I've bought those games three times on all those consoles. Um, having them for free on the Switch is great, and I, I'm not going to change that. I mean, it's just it's a great deal. So um, I don't know. I would like to hear your feedback. If you all have your own questions about this or your own comments about this, I'd like to hear what you think. Um, I just... I still see complaints, not as not as many as before, but I still see people complaining about this, and it just does not add up to me. Not even from the cost perspective, but from the fact of you're getting the same games, but a richer experience, a greater, from my opinion, playability on these, because I can actually get through the games. Um, I'm looking forward to this Castlevania experience or collection because I can go through here and now play and beat all the Castlevanias and see the parts of the games that I was never able to see uh, growing up, Mega Man's another one. Super hard game, super hard game. Um, but now with these collections, I can go and actually play them through and actually beat them. And so, and these collections, most of them, they put them on sale all the time, half off. So they're definitely worth picking up. Most collections are only about twenty dollars. Some of them are thirty. Um, so they're just great games. They're a still if you can go for it. And so just, um, I would say just bite the bullet, find your favorite collection. One of my favorite first collections that I bought was the Sega Genesis collection. And my main reason was I wanted Toe Jam and Earl. Love that game. And now I'm enjoying uh, Golden Axe and a few other games that are on there. So, again, check it out. I think it's a great deal. I think the argument for Virtual Console needs to just end and be done at this point. Now that publishers can release collections on their own, they're better featured. It's a better package. And I think it's better for the end user. So, um, we are... 
quickly running out of time. So let's quickly jump over to Indie Corner. And uh, this week's Indie Corner had a kind of a difficult time um, picking some of these games um, because uh, we the point by Indie Corner is that we want to find games that are on the eShop that are at a really good price that we've played and we have experience behind. And there was only two um, that really jumped out. Let me put my glasses on so I can read this. Um, there was only two games that really jumped out to me that um, that fall in the criteria of $5 or less, because that's the other thing that we're looking at. It has to be $5 or less. But there were two that jumped out real fast, and I wanted to read those off to you. The first one is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, that game is normally $20 on sale for $4. And so even if this looks like the game you don't think you're going to like, try it out anyway. This game gets an average of 8 to 8.5 out of 10 on most review sites. I love this game. Let me just read to you the description off of Nintendo's own website. It says, Crypt of the Necrodancer is an award-winning, hardcore, rhythm-based, dungeon-crawling game. Can you survive this deadly dungeon of dance, slay the Necrodancer, and recapture your still-beating heart? Or will you be a slave to the rhythm for all eternity? So basically... Every time you make a move or an action in this game, then the enemy moves with you. But you, but there's a, there's a, there's music playing. There's a soundtrack playing, and the best rhythm for the game and and attacking the enemies and everything else is going with the rhythm of the game itself and moving with the rhythm. And so, Jay, I think I really you actually, like games like that. I think you would like this game. In fact, you really should like you should buy it yeah. before it gets off sale here. But it's normally a twenty dollar game on sale for four dollars. And so, wow, uh, really like 80% this game. Off. 80, uh, yeah, so great game. That's a lot of percent off. Great game. Um, and it's an indie sure. game. So another indie game out there is um, the Flame and the Flood Complete Edition for the Nintendo Switch. It's normally $15 on sale for $4.49 for four fifty. So uh, again, this is a game that averages between 7 to 8 out of 10. This game is a solid 8 for me. Uh, let me just read here from Nintendo's own site. It says, The Flame and the Flood Complete Edition is a wilderness survival game in which a girl and her dog travel on foot by raft down a procedurally generated river, scrounge for resources, craft tools, remedy afflictions, uh, evade the vicious wildlife, and most importantly, stay healthy in a dangerous wilderness. The Complete Edition includes various gameplay enhancements and a director's commentary mode. Um Love this game. Love the art style. Love the soundtrack. Uh, it's it is a survival game. You're it's a top down game, but it is survival and um, has like a Diablo look to it as far as being a top down third person pers perspective. Really like this game. You can get sick, so you have to find medicine. You can be attacked. Um, you gather resources. You have to trade with other people. It's almost like Organ Trail, where you've got to collect resources and then trade them so you can get through the trail. Um, but you're going down a river. Really like this game. Again, normally it's fifteen dollars. It's on sale right now for four fifty. I think it's a, a definite. You should pick it up. So for the third game, and this is where we're we're changing things up just slightly, but we'd like to do three games every single time. Um, this is not an indie game. However, I do believe the first version of this game, Scribblenauts, was an indie game when it first came out. Since then, I believe it did get bought out by WB Games. But I do believe it started off as a as an indie game. And do y'all remember Scribblenauts when it first yes. came out on iPad? And we yep. played it. I love that game. Incredible game. 
Um, so right now on the Switch, you can get, and, and on other consoles, you can get the Scribblenauts Mega Pack. Normally, this is a $40 game, and it's on sale for $15.99. So it is above our price point that we normally put for our Indie Corner. Um, but at this price, especially for a family-oriented game, I just I wanted to go ahead and include it. Caleb, I know you have this game. Um, this game is fun, and, and the main thing that's, that's really cool about this game, uh, being the Mega Pack, it comes with two Two games comes with Scribblenauts Unlimited, and then it also comes with Scribblenauts Unmasked, which is a DC Comics adventure. Um, what's cool about Scribblenauts, and I don't have the exact number here, but there's over something like I don't remember if y'all know what it is, but it's like over a hundred thousand creations you can do. So an example would be this: the puzzle might be how do you get that red baseball cap that's sitting on top of that pole, and you're like, I don't know. And so spring shoes and what basically this game is only limited by your own imagination. I've never uh, tried to create something that wasn't in the game. So the game is based on a dictionary. It's not it's not a spelling game like that's not it's not puzzles, but you have to decide what you want. So you could put in there green dragon and you put an adjective and a noun in there and you get a green dragon and then you get on its back and you can fly up to get the baseball cap. You can type in flying pig. Like I said, there's never been anything in this game that I haven't checked out, that I haven't been able to automatically create. And because of this, and because of a sandbox environment they have in this region, just kind of like a playground area, the game just goes on and on, and it just it has unlimited potential. Really like this game. Can't speak highly enough about it. Normally $40 on sale right now in the eShop for $15.99. Definitely worth picking up. Um, but that's pretty much going to wrap up this show. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be bringing you a special episode. We're going to have a friend over, uh, Sam Carlson and his son, Christopher, and we're going to talk about Star Wars, all nine films of the original Skywalker saga. We're going to do a review of all nine films. And so I encourage you, uh, be listening to that episode. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. Send in your, your comments beforehand on this show, uh, your own thoughts on it. And, uh, it's going to be a, a, a cool show. So, uh, in closing, be sure to follow all.com. And if you like the show, please subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a good review. It helps us a lot. And if you'd like to support us financially and help you know get the show going, uh, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dad's gaming corner. And one note on Patreon, um, I'm looking, I'm researching stuff right now, and I'm building things on Patreon behind the scenes where we can do some, uh, like a secondary show once a month that's just for supporters that are on Patreon, where we can take just your questions and talk to you. Uh, I'm looking at doing a live chat feed while we record the episodes every Sunday evening. We, record, you know, we release the episodes on Wednesdays, but we record them on Sunday night. Um, and that way we can do a live chat with our Patreon uh, supporters while we're doing the show. So, Jaden, anything you want to say to everyone before we close the show? Jaden, Caleb? Um, I No, I think you pretty, you pretty much wrapped it up. Um. Definitely go pick up some of those games. Those are some crazy deals that we uh, um, that we listed in Indie Corner and also from 2K. So definitely go look at some of those. But not sure. WWE. No, no. That stay away from that stay game. Stay away. But do go and pick up Crypt of the Necrodancer. And while you're sure. at it, if you have a few extra dollars, Flame in the Flood Complete Edition. Caleb, anything you want to say in closing? Um, bye. Bye. We'll see you all next week.